1: from KQED.
0: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. At well over 6 bucks a gallon, California has the highest gasoline prices in the country. Now, a bipartisan group of state lawmakers is investigating whether price gouging by energy companies is a big factor. From Cap Radio in Sacramento, Nicole Nixon reports.
2: Yes, California's gas tax is the highest in the nation and contributes to the higher prices we pay at the pump. But the group of lawmakers believes that's not the only reason. Speaker Anthony Rendon says companies like Shell and Chevron have clocked record profits this year. And he says that's one reason he and other Democrats are reluctant to suspend the gas tax, despite pressure from Republicans and now some moderate Democrats.
0: Californians need more than Band-Aid relief from high gas prices. We need long-term solutions.
2: UC Davis economics professor David Rapson says many factors contribute to the high cost of fuel right now. Supply and demand, the war in Ukraine, and limited capacity at refineries. He says there are other factors worth looking into, like a so-called mystery surcharge of roughly 30 to 50 cents a gallon. Some economists believe it's tied to a fire at a Southern California refinery seven years ago.
1: This is a meaningful amount over the long run that Californians are paying, and I think it's worth understanding, you know, what's going on there.
2: But Rapson warns it won't solve the high gas prices drivers around the world are feeling today. Instead of suspending the gas tax, which is set to increase to 54 cents per gallon next month, Lawmakers and the governor are negotiating an inflation relief package to send rebates to consumers. For the California Report, I'm Nicole Nixon in Sacramento.
0: As the country waits for a decision from the U.S. Supreme Court in a case out of Mississippi that could overturn Roe v. Wade, California lawmakers are pushing forward with their own legislation to protect reproductive rights. The state Senate approved an amendment to the state constitution yesterday that would guarantee the right to an abortion and contraception here in California. Here's Democratic State Senator Connie Leva speaking on the Senate floor in favor of the proposal.
1: Not only should a woman have the right to choose and have an abortion if she so wishes, birth control. It is shocking to me that there are people who say, you can't have an abortion. Oh, but you know what, you also can't have birth control.
0: But Republican State Senator Melissa Melendez voted no on the amendment.
1: Under no circumstances that I can possibly imagine is abortion going to be in peril
2: in California, no matter what the Supreme Court decides.
0: The amendment now moves to the State Assembly, where it must be approved by June 30th to make it on the November ballot. In the wake of the CDC approving COVID-19 vaccines for infants and young children from six months to age five, public health departments across the state say they could start offering vaccinations as soon as today. While young children are at lower risk than adults of getting severely ill from COVID, healthcare experts say they can still get sick, particularly if they're unvaccinated. Even though the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines were approved for children ages five through 11 months ago, only 35% of children in that age group in California are fully vaccinated.
2: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse golden state. Because what happens in
1: California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California.
0: CAL FIRE is the state's firefighting department. It responds to thousands of fires every year, often at great risk to firefighters. That's earned CAL FIRE a heroic image in the public's eye. But CAL FIRE's mission goes way beyond fire suppression. CAL FIRE is also responsible for work that helps prevent catastrophic fire damage. That includes clearing overgrown brush and other vegetation from forest floors and setting controlled burns to use up potential fuel. Now, last year, Governor Gavin Newsom and the state legislature set aside a historic amount of money for this fire prevention work, about a billion and a half dollars. But an investigation from the California newsroom found Cal is fumbling key aspects of its fire prevention work. To talk about what was discovered, I'm joined now by Danielle Venton of KQED, who reported the story with CAP Radio's Scott Rod. Hey, Danielle. Morning, Saul. When we talk about wildfire prevention... What does it look like and what were some of the issues that you explored related to it?
1: The department is required by law to file a report with the legislature every year detailing its fire prevention activities, but it hasn't submitted one of those reports in at least the last four years. These are things like vegetation management projects, clearing fuels, building a workforce that can do prescribed fires, inspecting properties. We know that Cal Fire has an overarching goal where the the state and the federal government each are supposed to treat half a million acres annually by 2025, and it is apparently well short of that goal, but it's hard to say exactly how much because the tracking for this is so poor.
0: What are some of the real-world consequences of this for California and Californians?
1: Well, presumably the state is at a greater risk of catastrophic fires than it could be, The state has invested a record $1.5 billion for wildfire prevention and for forest health in 2021, but still Cal Fire's hiring in this area remains stagnant, even though its staffing for firefighting has ballooned. We spoke with Margot Robbins, who's the executive director of the Cultural Fire Management Council. Her expertise is in setting intentional fires that benefit the landscape, and she works closely with CAL FIRE. Here's her reaction to our finding that the department hasn't hired many new people to do forest management work.
0: Looking at these numbers, it is very obvious to me that they're not putting as much focus as they should be on prevention as opposed to reactionary suppression. If they would focus more on that management piece, I think we would be seeing a very different scenario in terms of wildfires.
1: And she said CAL FIRE has made improvements in its fire prevention, but that they have a ways to go. We also saw instances where CAL FIRE has taken years to implement laws passed by the state legislature, and that has slowed the pace of protective projects, some of our sources tell us. Experts say this delay has caused a loss of opportunities to enact really community-protecting work.
0: So what are some of the reasons you found for this?
1: Well, going back 20 years ago, CAL FIRE started seeing itself much more as a firefighting agency, and not so much as a forest management department. You know, its full official name is the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. But in 2006, the Firefighters Union pushed to rebrand the department as CAL FIRE to emphasize their priority was fighting fires. Experts we spoke to also point to public pressure. The public really wants to see firefighting, but largely neither the public nor the agency regards prevention work, you know, as heroic in the way that we do firefighting
0: work. All right, so how did Cal Fire itself react or respond to your investigation?
1: Well, we spoke with Cal Fire's new chief Joe Tyler, and he defended Cal Fire's record to an extent. He believes that it's getting really important work done, and he said that they are investing in community preparedness and mitigation and continuing to do, you know, fuel projects. But Tyler also acknowledged that forest management and fire prevention has taken a backseat to fire suppression over the years.
0: I sincerely recognize the need to change the way we do uh, and have changed the way that we do business. Yes, I have to change some of the historic culture within CAL FIRE to continue our investments not only in suppression, but also in prevention.
1: Now, how juggling that firefighting and prevention work will play out under his tenure, we will see.
0: That is Danielle Venton of KQED talking about her investigation into Cal Fire and what it has or hasn't been doing when it comes to its fire prevention work. Danielle, thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thank you, Saul. And that is the California Report for Tuesday, June 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and talk tomorrow.
1: Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford HealthCare alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area, now is the time to donate blood and make a difference, stanfordbloodcenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food, on the web at theschmidt.org.